Heyo, it's another episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse. This time we're talking about Le uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Excuse me, I almost said Legion of Doom, which is not correct. It's a Legends of Tomorrow, Season 2, uh, Episode 11, Turncoat. And this follows on from the last season, uh, or the last episode, where Rip shot George Washington. Okay, uh, did a little research. Uh, Washington did the attack Christmas night. Um, so I was wrong. It was not Christmas Eve. It was Christmas night. Uh, he attacked uh, after midnight, so he attacked the Hessians uh, on December 26th, but they were still drunk and having a party, and that's why it worked. Now, a couple of things. Uh, well, uh, let's just go through the episode. Um, Rip gives the English assault rifles, uh, or automatic weapons, let's, let's say without automatic rifle things. I can't tell what kind of guns they are, but they shoot a lot of bullets in a short amount of time. Um, which is sort of, there was a Harry Turtledove, uh, novel, which involved, uh, somebody giving the South, um, M16s, I think, or something like that. Anyway, again, guns that shoot an awful lot of bullets in a short amount of time. And then, uh, Rip is talking to Eobard Thawne, and Eobard Thawne is like, go kill everybody. Um, and Rip is like, yes, Mr. Thawne, I will. Uh, so what happens is they, they turn Rip into a nihilist, right? Time doesn't matter. Nothing matters, uh, blah, 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 except that, yeah, I don't, I don't know, like, what's he gonna do with Spear Destiny, with Legion? Is he, is he gonna get his family back, or does that not matter? I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, just gonna say it again, I, I, why, why, why would you put your brain on something that can be edited? That's, it's just... Rule number one of making a backup copy of your brain is never put it on something that can be edited. Anyway, so uh, the team, of course, uh, there's the time quake. Uh, there's a bit between Ray and uh, Mick where Ray is like, hey, your crumbs have attracted a rat, and Mick doesn't care. And then there's a bit between Nick and Amaya where uh, Nick, uh, Nate, excuse me, not Nick, woo, Nate and Amaya where it turns out that they're coupling up. Uh, so that is a thing that's happening, the two newbies. Now, I don't know how much time it's actually been, but as you might recall, Amaya is on the ship because Thawne killed, uh, um, our man, Rex Tyler, who was also Amaya's going-to-be husband? Like, that was a thing they were gonna do after the, uh, after they quit the JSA, because Amaya doesn't believe uh, in fraternizing between teammates, it's a thing. So, they uh, they go back to before Rip uh, killed George Washington, um, and it's a Christmas, this, this one is a Christmas Eve party, uh, actually Christmas Eve, and let's see, uh, Nate and Amaya are playing a married couple, uh, Mick, for some reason, is a private in the Revolutionary Army because that's the kind of guy who's going to be, you know, waltzing into a private home where somebody's throwing a party in honor of George Washington. Like, I'm not, like, at least he'd have to have a message or something. Um, uh, Ray is shrunk down, and Jax and Stein are on the ship, basically as backup in case, uh, in case anything goes wrong. Uh, and Sarah is just being Sarah. So... They find George Washington. Uh, Sarah's like, okay, let's get out of here. Pretty much the moment she does, a number of uh, redcoats show up uh, with their uh, 
assault rifle automatic weapon thingies and start shooting at everybody. Nate, of course, turns into steel. There's a weird moment where he looks at Amaya and says, shall we dance? And she says, what? And then he does a couple of dancing steps where he just turns into steel and the bullets bounce off him. Luckily, none of them ricochet into Amaya, which seems like it would be a strong possibility if she were right there. Um, yeah. So Mick and uh, George get captured. Oh, I'm sorry. Rip sets off an EMP. So it shuts Gideon down. It shuts the ship down. The cloaking is off. Uh, Ray is permanently in Smallland. Or not permanently, but he's stuck in his small form. He can't, uh, he can't re-embiggen himself to his normal size. Um, and the, the, the thing, the quantum interface that lets, uh, Jackson Stein turn into Firestorm also goes out. Now, as I recall, and I may recall incorrectly, witnessed the last Legends episode where I screwed up the attack on Trenton, um, I'm... I think the the regulator was there. I don't think the regulator was necessary for them to form Firestorm. I think it helped them stop, like, going critical mass or something like that. So it seems like it would have been dangerous for them to form Firestorm, but also, like, not impossible for them to form Firestorm. But that's what the plot needed. That That's the problem with including Firestorm on a team roster where one of the guys has a power to become small or large and one of the other guys turns into steel and there's a woman who has a, a totem that lets her take on um, different animal qualities. Those are all fairly, like not to say they're not strong powers, like Ray's got flying and blasty things too, he can do that as well. Um, but when you're like, well, my main power is flying around and blasting people with fireballs and then turning matter into other matter. That's that's something you're going to have to reckon with uh, if you want the evildoers to have a chance, right? So, Firestorm is shut off for the episode. Uh, Sarah and... Oh, yeah, Sarah, Mick, and George are trying to get out of the house and they do when they're when they encounter Rip who is evil and shoots Sarah in the stomach and takes Mick and George. He, he doesn't shoot Mick and I don't know why and he leaves Sarah there and yet somehow without communications because their comms are down because of the EMP uh, Jax goes and picks up Sarah and takes her to the med bay and uh, Stein is like look you got to turn on the power to get Gideon back so he can do something about this bullet in her stomach because I can't. But lo and behold while they're doing that Rip, after dropping off Mick and George, uh, goes, gets a, recruits a bunch of people, and somehow gets grappling hooks in the crack of one of the doors? Like, he gets grappling hooks into the, the lip of one of the doors on the ship, and he has them, he has a number of people pull it down. And this is another thing where I believe it's a little bit hand-wavy. I'm pretty sure that if you're going to be uh, traveling in the vacuum of space, um, you you probably don't want a door that has a lip that can catch on anything that might, you know, say, mm, pop the door open, uh, damage the door in some way, um, 
yeah, I, I just, uh, I just, I really didn't buy it. But then Rip chases Jax around the ship and is like evil monologuing the whole time. He's like, but if we change reality, I don't know. I'm James Mason and I'm Rip, Rip Hunter for the purposes of this episode. Jax, if we change reality, we could rescue your father. Um, and Jax is like, you know, no, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with that. And he, he dodges Rip and he gets out of Rip's way and he turns on the auxiliary power and Rip shoots at him ineffectively a couple of times. And then Jax is like, I I'll take you to where the Spear of Destiny is. And he's like, it's where you left it. And Rip says, you get it. And Jax sets off an explosive and then Batman's out of there, which is one of the first times we have an actual official good guy on a team who's able to Batman out of there as quick as everyone else's. Uh, so Rip then walks around the ship and goes to the sick bay and sees Sarah and Stein and he knocks out Stein and Jax hears them and runs to their rescue only, you know, cause Rip's got a, again, he's got the handgun that he had. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, he's got a handgun and he points it at Jax as he also has one hand on Sarah's throat and Jax pleads with him, and Rip's like, I don't care about anybody, ha ha ha, look at how nihilistic I am. Uh, he really ought to be twirling his mustache. I will say that his haircut got a little proud boy, so maybe that's how we're indicating that he's evil. Um, uh, so, you know, Rip obviously just, Jax, you know, Jax folds, and he's like, here's where the uh, spirit destiny actually is. And Rip is like, great, and because I'm so evil, I will kill, I don't know why I'm not, He's not James Mason anymore, but because he's so evil, he does something. It looks like he snaps Sarah's neck or breaks her hyoid bone. Uh, look it up. That is a, is a free floating bone in the throat, and it's a favorite of mystery and crime writers. That's where you, if you, you know, that gets broken and somebody chokes to death. Um, Martin Stein apparently was just knocked out. Uh, he wakes up. Uh, Jax has taken a... Uh, a world a revolutionary war era pistol and gone to go kill rip martin yells to uh ray that he's got to turn on the main power because he can't save sarah without gideon now ray who is small on the ship is being chased by a rat right the rat that was mentioned earlier because mick's dropping crumbs whenever he eats anything and apparently opening the door for as long as they open it is enough to allow a rat to get inside without anyone noticing um so the rat is now chasing Ray, but the last time we saw the rat chasing Ray, it looked like he was on the floor, and the rat has managed to chase him up into the ventilation area. Luckily, he's in the right place and can flip the switch that turns the auxiliary, that turns the main power back on after it's been EMP'd. I, I guess it's like some sort of circuit breaker type thing? I don't, I don't know. I, it, it's, uh, I, look, I just wish that the show didn't hand wave as much, but it's all hand wavy, and that gets tiresome after a while. Um, I, I, I'm not asking for hard science fiction. I'm, I'm not asking for, like, say, what I assume The Expanse would be like based on the books. Um, but I, I am asking for just a little less strain on my willing suspension of disbelief okay all right all right writers of legends of tomorrow i know you're listening to this podcast it's all i want is is just a little little less strain on that thank you anyway so ray jumps on something that looks like a light switch it doesn't turn he jumps up and down a few times it flips 
Gideon comes on and says Sarah's brain is still active and proceeds to try start to try to save Sarah. Now, I haven't been talking about uh, Mick and uh, George Washington, but uh, they're becoming best friends. Uh, George Washington is like uh, is is given to General Cornwallis. Now, when I did my research, um, Cornwallis might have been difficult to get a hold of uh, Christmas Day because he had actually been granted leave by his superior officer, General William Howe, and was called back after the surprise attack on Trenton. So it's it's weird that he would be there, but of course, if you ask anybody to name a British general uh, from the uh, Revolutionary War, it's going to be General Cornwallis. And uh, I'm not knocking that. I don't think I could have done any better. He would have been my go-to. If you'd said, name a British general. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I could have done it. If you'd said, name a British general uh, from the Revolutionary War who's not uh, Cornwallis, I would have said, gentleman, Johnny Burgoyne, uh, who was a little bit of a party animal and took that with him into the field. Anyway, listen to the Revolutions podcast. Seriously, Mike Duncan, History of Rome, Revolutions podcast, uh, all around good good podcaster. Uh, certainly better than this sort of seat of the pants thing that's happening, um, and actually talks about history and stuff that happened and helps uh, people to understand what was going on at the time. So anyway, uh, plug over. Uh, Mick and Mick and George are becoming uh, good friends because George tort- told Cornwallis not to hang uh, Mick. Uh, Cornwallis has decided to forego uh, the the rules of war and is treating uh, Washington like a traitor rather than a general in an opposing army. Uh, Mick was also going to be hanged, and then uh, Georgie said, no, don't do that, don't hang him, he's just guilty of following orders. And Mick was like, oh, I'm guilty of a lot more than that. Um, and nobody listened to him. But uh, Washington like writes something down and says, please give this to my wife, Martha. And Mick says, you give it to your wife, Martha. And then he gives the Chicago speech. They have the audacity to do an episode in Chicago during Prohibition with Al Capone and Elliot Ness. And then Mick, two episodes later, I think two episodes, two episodes later, gives the, uh, he pulls a knife, you pull a gun. It's like, they march in formation, you shoot from the trees. They uh, challenge you to a duel, you attack at night. That's the American way. And I'm really disappointed that he didn't add, and that's how you'll get Cornwallis at the end of it, because if you're going to go that far, if you if you have the cheek, if you have the audacity to go that far, then at the very least you should have someone end that speech, and that's how you get so-and-so. But they did not. However, you know, George Washington had this, like, well, I'm going to remain a gentleman. I'm, it's important to show the world that... Uh, that we can be gentlemen without titles, and I'm going to stay here and be hanged because that's a gentlemanly thing to do. I don't think that's, like, accurate. That doesn't doesn't really read true to me, but who knows. Um, anyway, the next morning, when they're going to hang... Uh, uh, they're going to hang uh, George Washington, uh, they ask if he has any last words, and he says, yes, I've learned one from my private. Kaboom! And Mick growls and he's not tied up or anything but he growls and grabs a gun from a nearby british soldier and shoots something near a campfire that explodes and george washington who is tied up 
somehow manages to get the ropes off his hands, get the noose off his neck. I think he has ropes on his hands. He certainly has a noose around his neck. But he gets a noose off his neck. He fights the soldier who's on the scaffold with him, who doesn't apparently have the wit to just hit that lever and, you know, drop the trap door. Um, and then he and Mick come down and they fight a bunch of people and they're going back to back and uh, nobody's actually shooting at them with guns, even though there are muskets around. They're just getting punched and knocking people with musket butts and right about the time somebody's going to shoot somebody, Nate shows up. Oh, oh, Nate. I need to talk about Nate and Amaya. Okay. Nate and Amaya, back at the party. Things are happening. They leave. Now, I admit I was, I was getting up to do something, but it looked like Nate as Steel got somehow he was wrestling with someone and got knocked into a river, which I don't understand because, you know, as Steel, he successfully stopped a train by standing in front of it and putting his hands out. But he got knocked into a river. Uh, Amaya rescued him, and they did the whole, uh, we're going to need skin-to-skin contact for there to be enough body heat for you to survive, Um, made famous, of course, by the uh, James Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me, uh, where 006 teamed up with the Russian agent Triple X. That's right. That was her code, Triple X. Anyway, so after Nate warms up enough, Amaya gets up and he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, you wanna you wanna come on back? Uh, you wanna come on back to this bedroll in this tent? How would that be?" And Amaya's like, "You know, I'm from the '40s, but you know, what the hell? I mean." My my boy uh, my boyfriend's dead and I I guess I got to do something and I kind of like this new guy so sure why not um and then they go to sleep uh, they sleep for about an hour uh, Amaya's essentially got the time traveling gotta save the American Revolution version of wake up little Susie playing in her head and she's like Nate we gotta go and Nate's like uh, but do we have time for some more snoo snoo and Amaya's like we got a job to do we got to get out of here. So they get out of there uh, somehow. I don't know where they found the tent. Again, I was up, didn't see it. Uh, I assume it's an American tent, right? Because if it was a British tent, they probably wouldn't be running around unsupervised. Uh, Nate shows up, blocks a bullet, and then immediately unsteals, which is weird because the fight's not done. Uh, but he and Amaya fight a little bit more, and then George Washington is like, a gentleman would stay, but as an American, I'm going to run. And again, I don't think that's, I don't think a gentleman is like, hey, uh, there's no way I can win this fight. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and do it just for the sake of doing it. Like he's not saving anybody else. It's not like uh, Horatio at the bridge. Uh, It's not even like the charge of the light brigade, which was a dumb mistake, right? That wasn't supposed to happen, but it did. Uh, So they, they take off a running and they get away and the British do not, chase them in any meaningful way. Um, Jax finds uh, Rip, who's got the piece of the Spear of Destiny, and is still being a nihilist. And Jax is like, I'm going to shoot you with this pistol. And Rip's like, no, you're not. And then Sarah shows up. Apparently, she's insta-better. Thanks, Gideon. And um, she's like, no, you're not, Jax. I'm not here to save him. I'm here to save you. And Jax is like, ah, oh, you're right. I'm too good a guy to shoot this evil guy who used to be our friend. And Rip walks off with Spear of Destiny. It's like, you coulda... All right. You probably shouldn't have shot the pistol. Like, I'm not going to say shoot him in the leg with, uh, you know, Revolutionary War era pistol because those things were not super accurate. Uh, You had to really work 
I believe, to be good at accuracy with a Revolutionary War era pistol. Jax hasn't had that kind of time. But Rip is also not carrying a weapon other than the piece of the spear, so maybe you could knock him to the ground. Perhaps a thing that you might have seen people do when you were playing football, Jax, and take the Spear of Destiny away from him, and then maybe punch him till he doesn't get up anymore, and take him back to the ship. Because as we all know, concussions do not damage the brain in the DC Universe. So that's a thing that they could have done, but they did not. They just let Rip go with the Spear of Destiny. Then they return to the ship. Washington has like a final goodbye with uh, everybody, and he's like super good friends with Mick, and says that Mick is the best that America has to offer, and then uh, then they go, he and uh, Amaya and Nate go back to the ship. Um, has history changed? Slightly. There's a statue in D.C. that looks something like Mick Rory, but let me tell you, uh, there is a statue... <laughs> DC will put up a statue of, of just about anybody. There is a statue of Robert Emmett, uh, who is famous in Irish revolutionary history, not because he succeeded, but because he failed spectacularly. He's actually not important in terms of what he did for the cause of Irish independence, right? That's... he. It was, a, it was a failed revolution that was over in, like, less than an afternoon, or a rebellion that was over in less than an afternoon. Uh, but he got super famous because of songs and stories and whatnot. So, yes, there's a statue of Robert, Robert Emmett up near the Irish consulate. Anyway, back, back to the show, because we're almost done. And this turned out to be a super long episode, by the way. We're, we're, oh, we're looking at 22, 23 minutes. I must have gone off on too many tangents. Um... So then they have a Christmas party, and Amaya's like, hey, uh, so I don't think that people should fraternize, so we're going to be super cash on this, right? And Nate's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm the super casualist, and, or super chillist, and he gives her a present. The present he gave her is a pair of ruby slippers because she was taught, he made a Wizard of Oz reference, she got it, and said that she never got to finish the movie. Uh, she was out on a date with somebody and never got to finish the movie because... Uh, Hitler invaded Poland and the JSA got called up. So he gives her ruby slippers. Um, Ray gives Mick the rat that he has now caught now that he's done being in the Incredible Shrinking Man movie. Um, and there's a big thing about how the Legion of Doom might have won this round, but they're not going to win in the end because the Legends crew is family and nobody fights like family and everybody clinks and then that is the end of the episode. And of course, since that's the end of Legends of Tomorrow, and I think I already went off on all my tangents and was complaining about all the things I wanted to complain about, uh, that is also the end of this episode of Arrow, Chapter, and Verse. So I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you're having a good day, and I'll see you next time.